Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Hola, hola, amigas. Welcome to another episode of Vida I Wish I Knew Then. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm thrilled to have you here, whether you're a faithful listener or joining us for the first time. So make yourselves at home, grab your agüita, cup of coffee, or a glass of wine, and let's get into today's conversation. But before we do, let's check in. How are you all doing? How are you guys feeling? I know the holidays are not always the easiest for some. And if you are having a difficult time, amiga, my heart goes out to you. Again, I hope that the holiday season is treating you well and that you are in good spirits. If you're like me and celebrate Christmas, I hope that your gift shopping is all wrapped up as well. Considering how those stores can be a little crazy, I know this firsthand since I did come or I did work at retail at one point in my life. Personally, I'm relieved to say that I'm done with my list. Thank goodness, man, because my list keeps getting longer and longer every year. It's incredible how quickly Christmas is approaching. I can't believe Christmas is what next week already. And then after that, it's my birthday, my friends. My birthday is after Christmas. So I'm a little excited to celebrate this year. Um, and to be completely honest with you, um, I'm actually really excited that one, I'm still in my 30s, but I have no problem being a year older because I am a year wiser, uh, a year, another year to make new memories, another year of being safe, another year of great health. And I hope that I continue to have those days uh, for as long as I can. But anyways, like I said, Christmas is quickly approaching and we're about to hit another year. And as we approach the end of the year, um, I did find myself reflecting on 2023. A lot of great things happened have happened to me. Um, a promotion came in. Um, I guess I will talk a little bit more about this on the next episode. But if you haven't had the opportunity to reflect on your 2023, I invite you, amiga, to join in because reflecting not only helps you plan for the future, but also allows you to take inventory of what's not serving you. And on top of that, what good things did happen to you and practice gratitude. I'm going to say that today's topic is going to hit home for many of us. I've noticed a trend and I started seeing it a lot on social media and even within my friends where individuals are either dissatisfied with their current career or even on the flip side where they're bravely taking the leap to pursue their passions. Leaving a job is not easy, even if that job doesn't bring you happiness, especially when there are bills to pay and families to support or not having the support of our loved ones. We often come to a point where we 
outgrow our jobs or even our entire careers. And this process can feel heavy as grief. Starting something new is equally challenging. Today, I'm excited to have an incredible guest, Gaia, who will be joining me to speak more on this very topic. I can't wait for you to tune in and be part of our conversation where we hope to inspire you to take action if you end up finding yourself in a very similar situation. But I'll let you have a listen. Let me start to share a little bit more about our amazing guest, Gaia. Her full name is Claudia Barajas, and she is is a first-generational bilingual life and career coach and registered associate marriage and family therapist, also known as a AMFT. She helps first-gen Latina educators pivot their careers to create more balance and options in their life. Claudia went from being a burnout educator to aligning with the purpose and serving her clients through her coaching business and clinical work. She is the daughter of immigrants, a mental health advocate, and love loving mother and a partner. I hope that you enjoy our conversation. Les deseo a todas, a todos, una bonita Navidad. Merry Christmas, my friends. Enjoy our conversation. Gaia, thank you so much for being on my show today. Um, I would like you to introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit who you are and what you do. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to share my story with all of you today. I'm Claudia Barajas. I am your career coach. I specifically help first-gen generation, first-generation Latina educators pivot careers and to live a life with more options and balance. Yeah, wonderful. And today, I'm really excited to talk about um, the topic of grief and mm -hmm. letting go of your old, old self because you know, as we get older, we get more experience in different areas of our lives, or we've been doing something for so long, and then at the end, you're like, I want something new. Um, but I think that we tend to be really hard of not only on ourselves, but letting go of our old version. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that really highlights a lot of my experiences, a lot of my journey in my healing journey, specifically this past year. You know, I think we all grew up with specific beliefs, specific um, attitudes towards the world, how we engage with the world. And a lot of this conditioning is from a, a, from our upbringing, right? Um, so we experience a lot of like, what are, what are the shoulds in life, right? We follow this guide of what we're supposed to be doing in life as we go through the college system, as we go into like the career force, get a good job, get with the good benefit salary and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you get to a point where you've been following this guide, but you realize like this guide is no longer serving you anymore. So you realize like what helped you stay protected, what helped you stay safe as a kid and throughout your life is almost clashing with who you want to become now as an adult and really stepping into your true self, right? And I think that's where we start experiencing a lot of the grief. Um, and what if, what do you mean for those that don't know, like, why is it even called a grief? Because I feel like grief to me before meant like you going through a difficult time from losing someone, another individual. So how is that grieving into the, to your own self? Yeah, that's a great question. And yes, we've definitely 
you are used to seeing grief as when we lose someone, as like when someone, uh, a loved one, someone that we really care about passes away. And that is definitely part of the grief experience. But there's also this component where we grieve identities, we grieve relationships, we grieve the loss of something, right? The transition of we went from point A to point B, and that alone is a transition. And when there's a transition, there's going to be grief because there's a loss. Um, in my experience, I moved a lot as a throughout my childhood. So there was like constant grief back to back because I was losing relationships. I was losing friendships. I was losing an entire community that at that time, I didn't know how to phrase it. But now I know that it was grief. Yeah, because you're the way that if we could break this down is you're accustomed to be a specific person or you have a specific lifestyle. And as things change in your life, like in your case, you're moving, you're letting go of your old self. So that could be a form of grieving. That's that's a really great example. Um, thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> you went live not long ago on Instagram. And I think uh, one of my comments, I joined that live. And one of my comments was, Gaia, I've been doing really good uh, with my work. I've been doing really good with my podcast. Everything is going great. But why do I feel like I want to cry? And, and there are happy tears, but at the same time, like I'm feeling this grief. And uh, do you mind? I don't know if you remember. Do you remember what you told me? I think I do. I think I said something along the lines of like, you're almost grieving that part of you, right? That thought you couldn't achieve everything that you have right now. And mm -hmm. that's where like la nostalgia comes into place. You feeling like, wow, I can't believe I just did that because that version of you that was in a very unique place and wanted to do the podcast, wanted to do, wanted to achieve everything that you have right now, but just couldn't see herself doing it, right? Yes. And, and I think, yeah. And I think you nailed it like, in that moment. I was like, oh my God, yes. Because, you know, a year ago, um, you know, I was brand new at my job. I had the idea of having the podcast, but like you said, I saw it so big, you know, and I never thought that I was able to achieve all the accomplishments that I have done in my job and all the things that I have done with my podcast, the guests that I've had on the show. And it's almost like I'm a new person now. And I didn't realize that the grieving was coming from uh, this Per this person that was me last year that didn't think she was capable of doing it. So it was almost like comforting and like hugging her a little bit and saying, you did it. Now you're a new version of yourself. Yes, yes. And it goes back to like, you were you you were shedding an identity, right? And mm -hmm. identity, you were shedding habits that yes, they kept you safe for a long time. They try to protect you. And this is where self-compassion comes into place, right? We, mm -hmm. we could only work with with the information that we have available. So when you start healing, when you start when you start healing and really being intentional about your healing journey, there's going to be a lot of grief happening for you because you're becoming aware, you're shifting, you're shedding, you're stepping into this version of you that you've always wanted to be. But at the same time, you're releasing, right? And that's where a lot of the grief happens for us. Yeah. Um. So changing gears a little bit. Um. I have talked to 
I have talked about this on my podcast before, how um, when I hit rock bottom with my mental health was because I didn't feel enough, meaning that, you know, I had left the education industry to be into the fashion industry and I no longer wanted to do that. So I was being hard and, and very connected to what you said. We feel like we have to check off all these boxes, right? So you know, I'm, I was telling myself, like, not only did I go to school for business and I was in school hardcore, hardcore nonstop for eight years, then I decided to go to school for fashion and um, I completed that. And then now I wanted to change gears again. So it made me feel like, I don't want to say loser, but I just felt like, dude, get your stuff together. And one of the things that I love from you and what you tell your audience, like, it's okay if you don't want to continue doing what you went to school for. It's okay to, if you don't want to continue doing the job that you have been doing for so long, you're not attached to it. You're not married. You don't owe anything to it, to that job. So can, can let's start by you telling us a little bit about your background, like what you do now, what you used to do before and how you're now doing coaching in this area and in, on this topic. Yes, of course. And I could definitely relate to you on the career piece because I was there. I was, I've been in, I was in education for almost 10 years. Six of those years were in higher education. And I thought I was going to retire in higher education. I thought that was going to be my long-term commitment. I was going to be serving students, but I realized that I did not want to be in that career anymore. And that was a hard realization because I, I think as like a first-generation Latina, as daughter of immigrants, we have this idea of wanting to make our parents' sacrifices worth it. Mm-hmm. And we're so used to wanting to live like this definition of success, right? Like success means having a good career, a good job with salary and benefits because we want what what our parents couldn't have, right? So when we realize that we don't want that, that is hard. And that's where a lot of the grief happens because you realize, well, I'm not living the definition of my success, right? I'm living someone else's definition. So how could I start rewriting that for myself? So I started to do that. I started to see what were my options. I started to identify my expertise. I knew I was really great working with people's one-on-one. I knew I, I had really good um, like active listening skills, for example. So I was like, okay, how could I start pivoting careers and align more with my purpose? While grieving the the idea that I am no longer going to be in education, serving students in this capacity, right? And letting go of the identity that I used to identify so fully with, right? Because the role became my identity. So I knew that I needed to step away from that. And that's where a lot of the process, like processing the grief came about. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that you mentioned is we're attached to all the things that we're supposed to be doing, right? Right. And really when our heart's not aligned and I think that that's when the most created opportunities or jobs are born because when we're in that situation, we're kind of limiting ourselves. And once we give ourselves permission to think outside the box, just like you did, you're able to marry everything, all of your experience that you have and then do something of your own. And who knows, there's like a whole community that is in need of what your heart is desiring. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the common um, challenges that you're seeing with your clients? Yeah, definitely. I think it really goes back to those limiting beliefs 
the mm-hmm. like what you said earlier about I went to X school for X amount of years and everything is going to go to waste, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having that belief at the root of like I can't do this or it's the end of my career or there's nothing beyond this career, you know, I think that that's definitely part of like what keeps a lot of my clients stuck where they are in a career that doesn't align with themselves with themselves anymore. And also it's building the safety and the capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, because yes, we've been in this career for a long time because it feels safe. Mm-hmm. So thinking of doing something else feels the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet it's probably going to be better for you than staying in a career where you're constantly burned out, where you don't see a way out and it's not fulfilling anymore. Mm-hmm. What is the advice that you would give to someone that, I don't know, it's doing something in a certain career, but it's in their heart, their desires to do something completely different. And they just have that fear. What is the advice that you would give them? I would say, um, you know, there's always going to be, there's always this voice inside of you. And we all have that voice. But uh, with our life experiences, with at some point in our childhood, someone or something happened Mm -hmm. that made us think like, it's not safe listening to that voice it's not safe being ourselves but when that voice comes up again for you I want you to listen to that voice because that's your true self mm-hmm. for me that voice was screaming for help because I felt so disconnected from myself and when I decided to listen to that voice everything shifted for me I think that that's where la curiosidad comes in right when you start becoming a little bit curious like hmm what is this about or what if I were to tap in and I always tell uh, my listeners, I always tell my friends, if you're ever curious about something, in your case, listen to that voice, right? Because you never know where that little voice will lead you to. Um, I always like to give the example that this podcast was really not a thing for me years ago. Um, I actually wanted to be on YouTube. And as I started becoming curious and like all my, my, all my equipment that I have, like my microphone, my, my ring light, my headphones, they were already all purchased from wanting to have a, a, a YouTube channel and everything just fell into place. And um, that just that voice, I think, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Very powerful. Um, And I also like the fact that you said that us being afraid to listen to that voice or to follow that curiosidad is coming from something that someone else has implanted us of discouraging us to follow that. And I'm going to admit to something. I have a soon-to-be 20-year-old and he's in the midst of exploring, right? Um, He started going to school for, first of all, he didn't want to go to school. And me being a single mom busting her butt in school, getting her master's degree, I was like, ¿Cómo que no vas a ir a school? You're like, you have to go to school. And then he's like, mom, school is not for me and I don't want to get in debt like you did. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, you got a point there. Um, but I said, okay, as long as you have a plan. So then he went to, he ended up going to school. Then I felt relieved and he was going to school for, uh, HVAC to fix, uh, air conditioners. By the way, like I said, he's 19. He's already on his fourth job. And every time that he goes from one job to the other job, my heart 
drops because I'm like, oh my God, you have to stick to this job. Like you haven't even been there a year. So, and then I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, I can't be putting these fears on my child. He's still young. And if he doesn't like what he's not doing, like, why am I pushing it? So what would you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, your, your thoughts and your experience and your concern and your, you know, the love that you're giving your son is totally valid. So I do want to, um, like tell you that. And I would just also acknowledge like where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Cause I think also as a parent myself, it's so easy to want to do things for our kids. Right. Because that's, we want the best for them. But at this point, it's also like, how could they start exploring for themselves in a yeah. way that works for them? Right. And I recently did another live with a colleague that also was in education for 14 years. And she shared the story about her parents telling her, like, how are you going to leave the job? Like, you have to stay in the job until you retire. But, and we both grew up with that mentality, right? Because that's what we learned from our caregivers. But if we were to see how the, just how everything is now in the world and how everyone is approaching their career, like people are changing careers all the time, right? They're changing careers all the time. They're exploring. And for us, it was like, oh, well, my parents didn't have the the opportunity. They had to stay in that job, right? Because they, that's everything. That's all they had. That's all they could do right now. So when we think about, we have the option, we have the choice to stay or to leave the career, that in itself feels uncomfortable, right? So yeah, I guess that's what I would say (laughs) in terms of like, how could we start uh, shifting in terms of like, how is it okay for for us to start exploring what works for us in a way that doesn't feel like we're failing all the time because we can keep a job or we don't want to stay in a job. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that one of the things that you're always preaching, and I love it, is just to give yourself permission to, to try those things, right? So going back to the example of my son, you know, I was holding my heart very tight, but I was like, no, Jess, like give yourself permission as a mom to allow him to explore. And by doing that, um, he now landed a apprenticeship. I think that's what it's called. And I was working for the union and that kid is making as much as I used to maybe a few years ago. So and, and he's very happy and I'm very happy for him. But I think that also goes for you as an individual to give your permission, give yourself permission to allow yourself to explore. And I think you said it before. And I, I think I also heard it from Erica Cruz where, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? If it doesn't work out, you can always go back. Yes. I'm like over here nodding. Yes. <laughs> Yes, 100%. Because, you know, in the work that I do with my clients, it's like, how could you already identify how you're an expert with the skill set, with the knowledge, with everything that you bring, right? Because once you see that for yourself, you know that you have options. And that if you decide to pivot careers, you know that you could always go back to that career because you have the skill set and you do have those options. So yes, like what is the worst that could happen? (laughs) Yes. Could you give us an example, if you can, um, of of one of your clients that with you don't have to give me names, but one of your clients that went from one career to a whole nother different um, industry? Yeah, definitely. I had a client that um, was super burned out. Every call that we used to have was just talking about their job and their boss and how they couldn't take it anymore and I asked them well let's what about leaving your 
job, right? What about pivoting careers? And it, it was like almost like, oh, I could do that. That's an option for me because I think we also also get caught up in this day to day. We go into the office, we go into these places that we don't feel connected with anymore. And that's where the burnout cycle continues. But just seeing that you do have the option to pivot careers because you have such a valuable skill set that you could take with you anywhere you go. That's definitely part of the work that I do with my clients. And they decided to leave, right? They decided to leave the career and they started to resume one of their um, marketing projects that they were doing before going full-time in that career. So, you know, that, that shows that once they start seeing themselves as an expert and actually leave the career, they start to connect back to themselves first. And that opens up way more capacity to focus and to build something for themselves. Yes. One of the things that I did uh, just recently that I would like to share with you um, is I am in the business world where I am uh, I'm more of a resource. Like I meet with small business owners, I connect them to the resources around their areas, right? Prior to that, I did business consulting. And because I have not only my major in business, and I was a teacher before, or a college professor, and I did counseling with students, um, I was able to counsel small business owners that were struggling during COVID. And specifically the ones that they would send me the most were fashion boutiques. And I also, used to work at Target and Forever 21 with the, the whole layout of visual merchandising. Because I have that background in my current role, that's what makes me super unique. And I just met with one of our partners where I'm going to be offering uh, visual merchandising courses to incorporate to what they're already doing um, for their small business owners. And these are for specifically for those that um, attend to like pop-up events, right? And I graciously with with light heart I said you know I'm one of a kind <laughs> I started laughing I was like wow I felt so good <laughs> because it's true like I, this is how my skills have been able to transfer to the current role and if I were to ever leave this position like now I could even be even more creative and and it's more about uh, embracing your skills and being able to pivot the pivot into a career and making it your own like even coming up with your own job title right oh I love that you share that (laughs) (laughs) I love it because you really painted the picture of like how all your experiences are really coming together in this Mm -hmm. one job right in this one role and like you know that if you were to pivot careers you get to take that with you Mm -hmm. and that everything had a purpose you needed to work you say you worked at Target correct I worked at Target as a visual merchandiser (laughs) yeah there you go. You need to be there to build your skill set so you could start creating something for yourself, right? If that's ultimately what you want to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love how you always say that uh, whatever experience you did in the past, it's not a waste. You're always bringing that to your current um, role. And I, I when you said that, I was trying to think of like, what is something that I did before that I thought was so stupid? And now I'm using it. Uh, and there was something I can't remember. Um, I can't remember, but I started laughing because it was something super dumb that I like that in the moment I was like, oh, this is so dumb. I'm never going to be able to, I'm never going to do this in my future. <laughs> and 
in the future, I'm like, oh, this is the same experience I got not long ago. Oh, I know what it was. It, it was a, a cohort. Um, I was in charge of cohorts. And I was like, this is first I was like, this is so stupid. Why do they even call it cohorts? Like, what is that? And now um, my job revolves a lot around that. And I am the cohort queen. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) And also it makes me think about my experience, you know, pivoting for me before it was like something that I, I used to do, but I didn't think of it in the way that I do now. And I pivoted careers within education quite often. And, but I knew that I was doing it for the wrong reasons, right? And every reject rejection for me was like, okay, I'm never going to get a good job. But now I know like those experiences, like all those rejections were redirections to where mm-hmm. I am now. Like if I didn't pivot and if I didn't give myself the opportunity to go for that job, and yes, like I got the job and I experienced it and I knew Knew that it wasn't for me and you know that only got me closer to me going full-time in my coaching business and serving my clients through this capacity so can you tell us a little bit about your life now so before you were for the education industry yes maybe salary was great you had probably a great retirement package but now you are your own boss like how are you going from that to what you're doing what are your feelings about you being your own boss it's amazing (laughs) and I say that because I since the beginning of my career in education I I always told myself I want a career that is fluid and has flexibility but it was really hard to find that for myself there and I think I find have it in my coaching business. You know, I get to work with my energy flow. I get to decide my my schedule. Um, I'm with my daughter full time. And I've also healed a lot of the relationships that were suffering when I was feeling immensely burned out, which has been a huge part of this process too. I'm traveling more because that's something that fills my cup while still serving my clients, right? Because I know like when I am, I can be a service when I'm burned out. So I have to pour into my cup in order to pour into my client's cup. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that because I know who some of my listeners are, I know them on a personal level. I know that I have a, a... a nice pocket full of emprendedoras, boss ladies, women who who have the desire to either they have their own business or they have the desire to to leave their career to actually have their business. But it could be scary, right? Like, how are you going to leave something that is so secure to starting a business? Um, I don't know. Would you mind to would you mind sharing a little bit about how you um, left your job to do your your current full time business? business? Or do you have any type of advice where they can slowly do that transition and not do the cold turkey and, you know, just be scared about having this business and not knowing where it would go? Yeah, and I hear that 100% because it is a big decision. Um, And part of the work that I do with my clients is creating an exit plan, an exit plan that works for them that meets them where they are in their life, where we identifying what are the limiting beliefs that you're having. So along like the mindset, right, the day today I goes back to like what am I telling myself on a daily basis and how is that influence the results that I'm having it goes back to like 
how could I start detaching from the identity, from the role, and not making my job all everything and all I everything I do and all I think about, right? How could I start establishing boundaries at work so I could start pouring that energy back to myself? Mm-hmm. And the third part of this too is like, what are the decisions that I need to start making now? Um, how could I start seeing myself as, as an expert with the skill sets, the knowledge, the expertise I already have? And how could I start creating those options for myself? Um, and also it's like, what conversations do I need to have, right? For me, it was like, I need to have a conversation with my husband, with my mom, because I was a primary caregiver um, or I was her main source of income for my mom. So I really need to have those conversations and that all was part of my exit plan. So I would definitely encourage you to see like, what what does that look like for you? What does an exit plan look like for you in every part and every, every area of your life? And for me, I did pivot from full-time to part-time. Um, I went from... From working 40 plus hours to 20 plus hours at a clinical um, private practice. So that's something that worked for me, right? And as I continue forward in the first year, I was working there with clients, with therapy clients, and I decided to go full time in my coaching business back in October because I realized that nothing is guaranteed <laughs> unless we create that for ourselves, right? The private practice where I was working actually closed down. So that showed me that aspect of this work, right? That we could only guarantee something for us, for ourselves if we create that for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. An exit plan and something that I didn't ever think about and that is absolutely true by making an exit plan it's reassuring it's almost giving you not only like what's on the word right a plan to actually exit but also giving you that comfort that like again it's not cold turkey what you're doing here like you have to do it intentional and and just work yourself to I I love how you went from part-time to actually making it full-time kind of gave getting a little taste of what it is to be a small business owners and then finally saying it's what I want to do full time. Wonderful. Well this has been lovely, Kaya. Is there any other things that you would like to mention that I haven't been able to ask you? Yes. No, thank you so much for having me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um but honestly I would just tell the audience to to one listen to that voice that is speaking through you. But I know sometimes it's hard for us to pay attention to it. Um, I would invite you just to see what's what what is it that it's telling you, right? Um, creating that exit plan that works for you, right? Meeting you where you are right now will definitely help you build the safety that you're looking for as you pivot careers and definitely practice self-compassion. Again, we only work with the information that we have right now. So even when we start being intentional about it and when we start being so much nicer to our to ourselves, there might be grief that comes up. So I would highly encourage you just to be gentle with yourself, practice self-kindness, and know that you are working towards where you want to be. Yeah, that I, I want to dig in a little bit deeper, if you don't mind. Um, I always hear self-compassion. I always hear give yourself grace. And I'm really big on that as well. But could we dig a little bit deeper in that area? What does it mean to give yourself grace? What does it mean to give yourself self-compassion? Yeah, I love that. You know, really what that means is, one, acknowledging where you are right now in this life, um, where you've been and where you want to go, and do it in a way that you're not shaming yourself, you're not judging yourself. It's the total opposite of that. You're giving yourself so much love, so much kindness, until, instead of telling you telling yourself like 
I'm so bad at this. I'm such a bad person. It's I did something bad, but I'm still a good person. Mm. You know, so separating yourself from the shame, because when we internalize the shame, when we take that on, then that's when a lot of like the self-criticism, the self-judgment comes into place, right? So really, so separating yourself from the shame, that's what self-compassion looks like. And that Uh. self-kindness, being gentle with yourself, really. And I always say like the most important conversation that you have is with yourself and how you talk to yourself every day is going to influence a lot of your actions, a lot of the behaviors, a lot of the results that you have. So that's self-compassion for me. Yeah, no. And I think that you described it um, beautifully and exactly the way it should be. Being mindful of the words that you're using when you are expressing yourself about situations, about emotions, you know, it's not, I am stupid. It's more about like this situation was very unfortunate, but you know, could be could go many different directions. Um, wonderful. Um, so Kaya, can you tell us about any trainings, anything? Where can we find you? Yes, definitely. Um, I just had a training yesterday on how to create your exit plan with ease, <laughs> but I'll definitely be doing an Instagram live soon. I'll give, be giving you the step process. So stay tuned for that. You could definitely find me on Instagram at healing with Kaya. I do have my email list available for my audience too. So you could sign up for private coaching and my email series um, using the link in my bio on Instagram. Okay, awesome. And I'm going to be putting <laughs> everything in the show, uh, in the show box, in the show details. Uh, now I'm going to end our conversation with my signature uh, question. I'm so bad at this. There's some guests, I give them warning. Some I don't. I don't think I gave you a warning, guy. I'm so sorry. But here is my question, um, my wrap up question. What is something you wish you knew then that you would like to share with us? That's a very good question. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm sorry. Caught you off guard. No, I love it. I love it. Um, I would tell her it's okay to rest. It's okay to give yourself the love. It's okay to receive the love, the wisdom, the guidance, the support that others want to give you. But you're just not, you don't know how to receive it. Like It's okay to receive. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thank you again for tuning in to Vida. I wish I knew then. I appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind-the-scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery, and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.